This is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. We have a very special episode for you today. I am your host, Heath, by the way. With me on today's show, I am so excited. I am pleased to say that, first and foremost, my amazing friends, hosts and co-hosts of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Waymaker Ministries. First of all, my amazing, incredible co-host, Michael. How are you doing today? Great and glad to be here with all of our friends. And And also joining tonight is co-host of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and host of Waymaker Ministries, Ethan. Ethan, how you doing, bud? Uh, Okay, I guess. Okay, I guess. All right, fair enough. And also joining us today, we have the always amazing and technology challenged co-host of Waymaker Ministries, Lily Phillips. Lily, how you doing today? Well, um... A little technologically challenged, apparently. That that was a nice introduction. I, I mean, I was good until that was I'm great. Thank you. You're welcome. I say that out of love. Uh, anyway, I and say that I was right. That you were right. Okay, awesome. And last but certainly not least is my amazing friend and honorary co-host Chris Como. Chris, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing excellent, Heath. Thank you for having me. I'm- Excited to be here. This is uh, kind of a monumental, mountain-shaped, awesome experience tonight. So, and this episode apparently is brought to you by the number five and empowered <laughs> by the grace of God. Exactly. And I can tell you guys, I am so excited right now. Um, I have to say that this is truly an incredible thing to have everyone here representing both brands um, together in one show. And we have an amazing show. For you all. Um, now, before we get into housekeeping and anything else that we normally would do when we open a show, I want to take a minute and kind of explain to listeners and viewers what's going on with the show and why this one's different than what you've seen before. First of all, obviously, because both brands are represented here, uh, but tonight's topic is going to be another sensitive one. We've discussed it many times on Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, um, but this is why we have both brands represented today. Um, and we're going to get into that a little more. Uh, detail later, but it is about mental health and suicide, guys, so I do want to give you that warning. Um, We, again, as I've said, we've talked about it many times. Uh, There was, however, this last week, a very close to home and personal incident that affected um, one of our members, and and actually, I think, all of us to some extent. Um, You know, and and I don't, you know, want to pigeonhole us or typecast us or establish any kind of uh, niches or anything here, but, you know, this topic of mental health and suicide affects thousands of people across the globe. And we really just believe in the power of testimony and the healing power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we want to be a voice and we want to be a beacon for those struggling and we want to share the testimony that came out of last week. And so that's why we're doing this. Um, And so again, for those that are sensitive to the topic, please consider this your trigger warning. Don't say Heath didn't warn you. Um, All right. So the title for today's show is going to be Special Edition Episode 104, Mental Health Matters. And with that... Let's jump into some housekeeping. Make sure to check out RMR Live for the latest information and updates about the show. 
There is the contact us form. Submit feedback, comments, suggestions. Be a guest. Submit a guest. Whatever you want to do. If you want to reach out to us, that's the best way to do it. If you need prayer, there's two ways to do that on the show. You can either fill out the con- uh, the prayer form on the website or you can write us at prayer at rmro.live and we would love to partner with you in prayer. Um, while you're on the website, be sure to check out the link tree link to all the socials and all the fun things there. And if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, please like and subscribe uh, because that, again, helps us in ways you guys don't even know. Um, follow us on Facebook for additional content and information. And if you like the show and show's content, feel led to donate to us. There are links to do so on the website and in the show description below. And there will be some things on the screen as well during this portion for those that are watching. All right. Getting into today's... Oh, wait. Almost got ahead of myself. Advertisements, right, Michael? Advertisements. And (laughs) the book. The book of not all books. That would be the Bible. But our pastors, Todd and Kelly, uh, they have wrote a book together. It has been mentioned by other... Ah, blessed names. Mario Murillo, Eric Metaxas, Lou Engle. They all wrote uh, forwards to the book. Uh, it's worth reading their forwards and other um, some other local ministers also as well. Um, the book is called Holy Rebel. Yes. Uh, see the show notes and go and get you one. Um, it is a it is a powerhouse of Rama word. If we have any Pentecostals in the building, it's a Rama word for now and this day. Yeah, I haven't addressed it like that, Heath, but I'm doing it tonight. It's a real word. Do it. You know what else? You know what else? Um, It is available for those that don't like to read. It's now on Audible. And Pastors Todd and Kelly recorded it themselves. You can hear the book in their voices on Audible. So if you don't like to read, but you like to listen to stuff while you're doing other things, then you can still partake in Holy Rebel. I, and I would I would read it uh, during a running session or a workout session. I would listen to it on Audible. Uh, you'll get you'll get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I wonder. I, I don't. Didn't they record their own reading? Is that what happened? Yes, they did. Yeah. I actually yeah. I actually listened to four chapters last night. It yes. was Pastor Todd and Pastor Kelly, and I, I'm glad that they did it because the passion comes through. Especially in Pastor Fuego, aka Pastor Kelly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should uh, bench your max while Pastor Fuego preaches. Right. And then yeah. some. Probably yeah. you're throwing barbells through the roof, kind of a thing. Totally. Totally. Are, do you call yourself a Christian, bro? <laughs> <laughs> do you even lift his name on Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's right. Exactly. That's right, Lily. Exactly. exactly. So, so then also, <laughs> so also, you can't mention. With okay, when you think of love and you think of feet, Heath, Chris, what do you think of? Well, I think mm. of Valentine Comfort shoes myself. I don't know what Chris thinks about, but that's what I think about. Chris, what do you think about love and shoes? <laughs> That's an amazing riddle, but it, it's uh, it's more than just a riddle. It's the truth. These people embody the love of God and the power of prayer, and they've got the skills. Uh, I'm I'm going to be going soon, actually. Yes. And uh, and checking out their store and seeing what they can do for me, my feet, because uh, I'm on my feet all day working. And maybe we need to come along, Heath, and record a on-site commercial. Yes, I love this idea. 
I love okay. this idea. We need to make that happen. We'll discuss after the show. Okay. Life <laughs> and life more abundantly here at Rock Mountain Rebel Radio. Okay. Right. So they're also veteran-owned. Um, you can find them at Union Station, Union and Union whatever Station. That, whatever that see cross street notes. is. Yeah, see down below. It's there. Van Buren, <laughs> maybe? Van Buren? I don't I don't know. I thought we gave up trying to actually figure that cross street. So. I... <laughs> Chris is like, that's not how it's pronounced. Paris. Okay. So, um, okay. And also our friends at Redemption Squad. They're the local chapter of our uh, Redemption Squad Ministries here in Colorado Springs in the Front Range area. We want to yes. um, also family of Chris, by the way, just so we put that out there. Oh, so there's no nepotism on this show at all, for sure. <laughs> then definitely. <laughs> feel, feel the in-law love. Yes. You, he's connected in the industry. And so uh, <laughs> we, we love Melissa and Zach. And they are... They're making moves in our area, and what's so great is our area is feeling the momentum, the earthquake, people. Oh, oh, this weekend, right, Heath? This yes, weekend? this weekend. This weekend. This weekend they, well, we have boxes set up, and they're about to go and uh, storm the neighborhoods with actually, boxes, right? Actually, Friday evening, if you're in Colorado Springs and you feel led to help or you just got nothing better to do, swing on by Radiant Church Central Campus off Maysland and help us put together provision boxes because Saturday we are hitting the streets of Colorado Springs to bless some people's lives. And if it's anything like the last couple times we've been out, it's going to be a couple hundred boxes worth of, you know, uh, just touching people's lives and praying with them and for them and, and just... Um, yeah, it's an incredible experience. So if you've never been out doing that kind of evangelism and you're in the area, we invite you to come along um, because it's an experience you're not going to forget. Ethan went a couple times ago, right, bud? And it was, you know, he talked about it for days. And if, you know, he's talking about it for days, then you know it's got to be a good thing, right? Well, and, and we have an in-house specialist here in uh, Miss Lily Phillips. And hey, Lily, is there off the cuff, off the top of the head, uh, a quick little whatever uh, of a cool testimony from one of these outings. Oh goodness! Well, let's see. That's that's difficult. I just love evangelism. You know that. I actually went out this weekend and we ministered. Just walked up to people and started praying at the Citadel Mall. And you know there were so many hearts that were so receptive, and just accepting Jesus Christ right there in the lobby of some dark mall. Praise God. Praise God. But I remember working with Redemption Squad. So, gosh, I got connected with Zach and Melissa right before they established their ministry. And I'm so grateful I did because I remember, oh goodness, I remember going out with them and there was this one man sitting on a curb and he was smoking a joint. And, um, everybody, a few people were offering to pray for him. And he just did not seem interested. And I said, can I pray a blessing over you? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess I'll, I kind of need that. So I went over there and God told me to tell him what his name means. And I was like, God, I don't know his name. I'm sure I won't know what it means. But funny thing, his name was Michael. And he introduced himself to me. He said, I'm Michael. And I said, I'm Lily. And um, I was so stunned that his name was Michael. I knew what that name meant. That's been a favorite name of mine for some time. And I told him, did you know your name means a gift from God? 
And you know, he had a joint, like some cocaine or heroin, something like that. It reeked so bad. But um, we started talking and I prayed with him. And it was strange because like, I saw the red in his eyes diminish and kind of go to white. Mm. And he seemed to return to consciousness and like sobriety. Wow. And he set that joint down and I gave him a gospel of John and he opened it up right then and there. Like he opened it up right then and there, just like that. Put the joint down, picked up the Bible, picked up the word of God. And I'm just so grateful for ministries like this because, you know, we are called to minister to people's spiritual needs, of course, but also their material needs because we're souls in a body and we have both needs and God knows that. So yes, it is good to go out and pray for people, but we also need to provide for them food, shelter, water. And I'm so grateful that the Redemption Squad actually does that. Well, I don't know, Zach and Melissa, if you're listening, this is probably the best endorsement you've had in a while. So that's correct. Like, yeah, that is absolutely correct. Clip, clip that <laughs> and save that for your next commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So guys, from Redemption Squad to guitars. That's right, yes. Yo Custom Guitars. Yes, that is he's dad. He's just he's just doing his thing out in Wyoming, guys. He's he's handcrafting these guitars. He's he's also setting those fretboards just right for you, setting the strings just right for you, amongst many other amazing uh, artistic cool things. I actually have a semi-custom guitar. It's more like you buy one and then you have the real pros like really adjust it really well. It's not it's not super custom like like you can get at Yo Custom Guitars. So. Heath, I need you to help me out with this one. Tell me more about it. Actually, I think you did an amazing job. Um, there is a guitar on the screen as we speak. That's just one example of many of what he's done. And again, Michael is correct. It is 100% handmade, hand done by an individual that's been playing music, writing music, singing songs since 1979. Um, he is, yes, I'm gonna start throwing that out on the show. I don't care anymore. Um, we'll embarrass him. Seventy-nine, or is that just like no? It is legit. Embarrassment. Nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah, and so summer of seventy-nine. That's right. And so he's uh, he's released music under the name Road Damage, as well as two guys with guitars, and I believe for sure two guys with guitars is on uh, Apple Apple Music, um, and I think Road Damage is as well. Um, Either way. The Wyoming Custom Guitars website is on its way. In the meantime, there is a link down below to uh, see some of the work that he's done if you guys are interested. And if not, we still appreciate you listening to the commercial. <laughs> yes. All right. So having gone through all that, oh, wait, I almost forgot one more thing. We always do this on every show. We take a pause because down below, listening right now in my ears, Miss Rachel Stormont and Dusty Music... God is doing a new thing, and I cannot tell you how much I love that song. Uh, we got a couple others playing um, underneath us right now, and so uh, again, check them out. All the links are below. We thank Rachel and Dusty Music for allowing us the privilege of their entire music library, and trust me, we use it. Um, if you've been watching the show, you know. If you know, you know, right? All right. So with that, let's get into today's topic. I'm going to go ahead and hand the microphone off to Ethan. Um, Ethan's going to give us kind of a recount of what happened last week from his perspective. And and just again, guys, there is going to be some emotion. There is going to be some things because, you know, whether you realize it or not, if you're in that position where you're considering ending your life, um, you know, you're not really focused on 
everybody else around you. You find ways to justify it that everybody's going to be okay. But I can tell you in this last week, um, that was not the case for Ethan and his amazing heart. And so I want to let him talk a little bit. And then we're all going to kind of jump in with some stuff that the Holy Spirit's laid on our hearts. So we certainly hope you enjoy the episode. But Ethan, why don't you go ahead and take it away, bud? Um, so... You got this. So on Monday of last week, we were we were going to shoot an episode of our the Seven Mountain series, and um, we had technical issues that day. Like uh, Michael, you were having static issues, and we were having like a bunch of different tech issues. So we didn't start until late. And so I we we had a parental lock on, on my iPad so I couldn't receive messages and so we turned that off so that we could record the the show and right around the ten ten PM somewhere around there. Um I get a message from my friend, and I'm not going to say any names. Um, and and I I have it here, so I can read it. Um, and it says, so since my vision is getting blurry, and I'm probably bleeding bleeding out right now, I just want to say that you, I'm so grateful for you and everything you did. I'm sorry. If I don't show up anymore, I love you to death. I'm so sorry for the trouble I've caused, and I wish you the best. I hope to, I hope I see you tomorrow. Um, that's what my my friend sent to me. Um, that that night. Um, and so what what happened? Um, is I read that, um, I waited for Michael to finish what he was saying. And then I got my dad and me and Michael to, to pray for the situation and to pray for my friend. We got off the meeting, um, and, and we finished, uh, we finished with the meeting and we called PD, um, to get them involved. Um, We we called PD and after that we were we just kind of relaxed we we didn't record after that, um, and so it, it it was it was a really impactful thing, um, and and really really impactful and really really scary. Um, to be a part of right for sure <laughs> um just jumping in here really quick e um you know we we definitely gave um you know 
Ethan some time to just kind of process. We, we of course, sat with him for quite a while and, and prayed with him and just encouraged the fact that he did the right thing. Because, of course, you know, anytime you, you, you're involved in something like this, if you haven't been before, it's, it's not an easy situation because then, you know, guilt comes in and like, well, maybe I should have done something sooner or said something sooner. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything at all because, you know, now this person could be mad at me or I could lose a friend because I did something. And, you know, so to just remind Ethan that, hey, you know, you, you did the right thing and, you know, you'd feel horrible tomorrow if you didn't take it seriously and you, you woke up and you found out that she, this person had done something to hurt themselves and, you know, they weren't alive because you didn't take action. So we've, we've encouraged them every way possible. We, we got up Tuesday morning early. We went to the school to inform the school about the situations going on there uh, because there was some bullying involved. We don't know a lot of details about the house situations. We don't know if there's any factors there or not, but I know there was some school uh, influencing factors. And so we wanted to make sure that we spoke to the counselor's office and informed them uh, to get them involved, which automatically they would have been anyway, at least here in Colorado, anytime PD is involved in a thing, they send a report to the school. Um, so the school can be involved and kind of help provide resources at the school level as well. But we wanted to make sure that the the bullying issue and some of the other issues that were happening at school that they weren't aware of to, to make sure they were aware. Um, and so it was kind of a big reporting, uh, you know, 24 hour period for Ethan to, to have us reach out to PD, to reach out to the school, um, to get everybody involved. And, and of course, then we spent the next few days just really supporting Ethan in any way we could because like I mentioned a little bit ago, anytime you're involved in something like this and it's someone close to you, someone that you know uh, personally that you see every day, uh, which is the case in this situation, um, you you don't really stop to realize how much that impacts lives around you. And so, you know, Ethan has this amazing heart um, that is so full of love and ki kindness and compassion and all these things. And, and so for him to um to go through and experience this has been a rough week but we've just been relying on god to help get us through and to you know encourage ethan and to pray for for this individual and their family um you know and we're just so thankful we did find out tuesday uh mid-afternoon that um this this gal was alive and doing well um was at home receiving uh services and care and treatment and the school assured us that they were going to get involved and provide whatever treatment they could or whatever services they could as well um to make sure that that was going on and they were definitely going to investigate um the bullying and some other things and actually while we were at the school another student did grab the counselor and say hey we need to talk to you about this individual as well because we know some things and so there there were several people that were trying to come forward on this person's behalf and so we just praise god for that um so yeah that that's kind of what spurred us to want to jump into this episode and i think um you know everybody that's present here uh on today's episode has has supported uh ethan and i through this um you know through prayers through encouragement through you know just an outpouring of support and love and so publicly i want to thank the three of you for for what you've done this last week for ethan and i you know lifting us up in prayers and just encouraging us and encouraging ethan um because it's it's an amazing thing as a parent when you get to see this community of believers just surround your kid and just lift him up and just tell him what a great job he's done and how proud of him that they are and all these things. And so, um, you know, definitely that is a takeaway, but the bigger takeaway of course is, you know, this girl's still alive, but again, the fact that bullying and mental health and suicide are still such a huge thing in our society and they shouldn't be. Um, and so I think I'm going to start, um,
Mike, let's get your feedback first um, before we jump into uh, Chris and Lily. Well, <clears throat> uh, it was impactful to me to see how it was impactful for my guy, Ethan. Um, you know, it reminded me of some of the never had to help out with a friend trying to do something like that. But um, I did talk with Ethan about, you know, uh, personal time of trying to help save someone out of a burning car and how intense that wasn't how I had to cling to God and pray the hardest I've ever prayed and, and be in the moment and think on my feet and, and and partner with the Lord's help and by a miracle and it and it sounds like with this friend Ethan that she you know she had received a few miracles, um, you know I I believed as we prayed, if I recall right, Heath, as we prayed we we did believe, uh, hosts, heavenly hosts were dispatched to her aid because we prayed. Right. <laughs> we yeah. we do believe those things. You know, and, and I want to point out, you know, to some people, it might seem weird that we we immediately paused what we were doing and we started praying for this girl and her family right then and there, um, because the next bit was also just kind of some prayer for us and in our intervention, because we didn't have a lot of contact information, um, you know, and right. so we had we had to do some digging and kind of Ethan was very tactful on how he reached out to try to get some information from from her as well. Thankfully, she was willing to talk to him and give him that information, which then in turn helped me. Um, to discuss the situation with PD. And so there were just a lot of things that as I sit here today and I look back on the events of last Monday, like I cannot help but believe anything else other than the fact that God had his hand in this mix from the uh, the the delay in us recording with the 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 time we spent doing discipleship and being in the word before we even did show meeting notes and you know mm, getting into the show and the technology issues like everything built to us pushing the show back so that there would be nothing on Ethan's devices so he could receive that message and having Ethan in this person's life, having her feel comfortable that she could reach out to him, um, you know, because that's really what that is. Having been there and done that myself, you know, we've talked about this episode five, if you want to go back and listen, you know, I was in that place 2004 and, and you do reach out as just as a last ditch effort before things get to that final point, you're ready to cross that line. You reach out to somebody you care about for that last semblance of a lifeline to make sure that just someone's there. And thank God Ethan was there. Um, and I just, again, looking back, I've, I've thought about this all day today as I was doing show prep for this and just spending time with God about this topic. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am that Ethan was in this person's life and that he was at the right place at the right time. And he answered the call. He answered the call that God sent. God sent this person to say, Hey, I need help. And Ethan stood up and said, yes, God, this is me. I will, I will stand up and I will do the hard thing because it wasn't an easy thing for Ethan to do at all. It wasn't easy, easy for him to come to Michael and I and say, Hey, this is going on. Um, but he did the right thing. He spoke out in boldness and he's like, Hey, I need us to stop right now. We need to pray. Those were his first words. I watched the recording back um, earlier today um, just because I wanted to get kind of a timeline of events in my head to make sure we were accurate with the show. Those were his first words. We need to pray. And I'm thanking God for that, too, that that was his first. I'm going to go to battle in prayer. Right. 
Well, and, okay, so just to reiterate, we, we believe, we did pray. We immediately called the cops after a short prayer. Yeah, it was, it was a very it was brief a, prayer. It was a faith-filled prayer, okay? And we knew that um, uh, Ethan was handed the baton first from heaven. There, there was no uh, coincidence that this uh, friend reached out to him. Then he did the right thing. Then in, in uh, well... I have a little bit of pastor training, but in the pastor, I'm like, well, call the cops, Heath. <laughs> and so we call the cops. We didn't have much info. We did. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say. It was a, it was a human angel, God's hand, not in that order, um, effort to snatch someone from death. We, we do believe that we, yes. uh, and, and you should believe that at that uh, uh, place, because that that's what you are dealing with. You're dealing with someone who very well could die, maybe not this time, but but they don't get the attention next week or whatever. And um, so we t- we took it seriously, and and you know it it, it does remind me um, when I was helping this person out of a burning car. Going back to that, just a split second. I I prayed the the meanest, the most demanding prayers I ever had in my entire life to to the Lord, uh, calling him. <laughs> you god of mine i need help what are you know and here comes this six seven six eight uh mr t hispanic lookalike uh with a mohawk and a beard in uh cutoffs and in a and in a a and he said he was a former um navy seal and there's not many of those in colorado and i don't know if he was human uh, but he helped me and he got it. He helped me get that person out very fast. Anyway, angelic and prayer. And yes, when you call in the name of the Lord, he's going to answer. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Um, Lily, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, it reminded me of one of my favorite Bible verses, Proverbs three twenty seven. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. So there's this action we have, but also a timeliness element to it. When it is in your power to act. So we're not necessarily meant to take the reins, but when they are given to us, when it is our power to act, we are not to withhold good to whom it is due. So it's just so clear to me that God chose Ethan for this girl. He, he could have put anyone in her life you know, right. he could put me in her life, Chris, Michael, Heath, someone else in her class, but he chose Ethan. And I know why. It's because he knew Ethan would not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it was in his power to act. And what I loved about what you guys did is that you prayed and you sent angels and you called law enforcement and you sent policemen because both are important. Okay. Angels need to guard and watch over those policemen and watch over the subject in this situation in this present moment while they're waiting on these policemen to come. But we need these tangible bodies, figures of rescue and salvation to come into. We need human bodies to represent those angels. You need both policemen and angels. And we can't just say only send angels where we have no faith, only send policemen it's important that you guys did both. And I just commend you for that. And also I definitely understand Ethan's position. Like I've worked with many people 
through their depression and suicidal thoughts. And I always told them, if you just can't bear the intrusive thoughts alone, you know, if you just can't do it, text me, call me. I don't care what time it is. I will distract you. I'll start a conversation until you're not thinking about it anymore. But there's this price with that. And it's a costly price because it's not good for people to view you as their one and only and true savior. You know, it's as Christians, of course, we are meant to be these savior figures in the world because the world needs saving and we are Christ's hands and feet. But it is Christ through us. We are vessels for salvation and that salvation is not our own. It is not of our own conjuring, but it's given to us by God. So when people come to you for rescue, Ethan, it's not merely your strength that offers a helping hand and grasps a hold of that one person in raging seas not. And thank God it's not your own strength, it's God's. So those are really all my thoughts. When we are being a savior to people, just remember God saved us first and he's the one true savior. All right, Chris, why don't you uh, chime in here for us? Mm. Oh, well, this is pretty heavy and I know Ethan is still, uh, is still feeling just the weight of this situation, even though it's come out of, of the danger zone, I guess. Um, but it, this is, this is such a real thing. And I've been through it. A lot of people on, on the screen right now have, have been through the battle. And so my, my first thought was, okay, why are we doing this show for multiple reasons? Uh, the people who are listening to the sound of our voices, my voice right now, uh, these intrusive thoughts that Lily was just talking about, uh, those are from spiritual beings, demonic forces that want to destroy us. Yes. Um, and those, yes. those come from time to time. Um, it is amazing this day and age how often intrusive thoughts that that's a good way to put it intrusive thoughts and that doesn't have to be overly charismatic or spiritual intrusive thoughts is a good way to put it but where are they coming from so we need to identify that because we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and rulers in high places um okay so so it's it's for us like this is for us even if we think we're good we're never going to come up against that Hey, there's things called the dark night of the soul, or there's things called, you know, uh, the valley of the shadow of death. They, they happen when we don't expect them to happen. God is with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Um, and some of those, like they're, they're the most hardcore trials that we might go through, but we also need to be equipped. And Heath, I know you're, you're great at equipping us with tools. We need to be equipped when it's the people around us. So it's, this isn't like somebody else and some weird thing that happens occasionally. No, it happens, unfortunately, all the time. Um, and actually, this reminds me, as we were talking earlier about um, the Holy Rebel book from Pastor Todd, uh, Pastor Todd and Pastor Kelly Hudnell. And Kelly had a vision, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, and I've heard her say this from the pulpit as well as uh, in this audio book, that she had a vision, and I don't know how many years ago, but it, not that long ago, I don't think, a handful of years ago, and it was like a portal 
uh, maybe I was envisioning like a portal in the sky and all these demon hordes were like pouring out of it. And the Lord told her, God told her, you will never do ministry the same again. And those might've been two different occurrences, but I think, I think it was the same one. Okay. Why is that? Okay. Okay. So you will never do ministry the same again. All right. Is our God any weaker because all those demons were released for whatever reason they were released or whatever, witches are, you know, sacrificing whatever they're doing, like very real, very dark things. No, it's the light is going to shine brighter in the midst of this gross darkness. So we're, we're empowered. So why are we here? We're here to, to empower. And, and so what the Lord was highlighting to me today was the difference between hope and despair. Mm. And, and so there were some scriptures that he put on, on my mind that, that highlighted the difference between hope and despair or really the, the hope and, and I, I got to share in my testimony kind of some of those spiritual forces. I ended up, I was living next to some Satanists, okay? But there's so much witchcraft and stuff that it, it's just, it's oozing out. But they're, they're, uh, God is calling us to come up higher. I'm going to take a break for just a second and let Heath chime in. <laughs> you know, it, there's, I'm, I'm actually thankful that both of you are bringing, um, scriptural elements to this and i there's just so many more things that we're going to get into here again i just i i feel very strongly about the fact that in this particular situation and in several of them that where kids are involved there is an element of bullying there is an element of you know harassment that goes on and again that to me is just a different form of of an attack and i think a lot of mental health things are uh a demonic or spiritual thing, um, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's kind of where I'm feeling today on these things um, that, you know, Chris made this point about the enemy. We have a very real enemy and that's something you need to realize, you know, whether you want to believe in God or not, whether you want to believe in anything we talk about on this show, the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, there's a very real enemy who's coming after you and the people you love because his job is to kill, steal, and destroy any way possible. He already knows he's lost the battle because 2000 years ago, Jesus died, went to hell, stole the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Okay. And it's already been prophesied that the end time battle, Jesus is going to win. Satan's going to lose, but it's not going to stop him for trying to drag as many souls as he can down to the pit with him. Okay. And so these things that you're thinking, if you're being attacked, if you're feeling like you're not good enough, you've got people teasing, you've got people, whatever, you know, it, it can be from parents. It can be from a lot of places, you know, you need to understand you're not alone. You need to understand that you can speak up, that there are people that will help you regardless of what your past may have taught you. You may have said something in your past and nobody was there, but guess what? Um, times are changing. It's 2023, and it has been, I, I think every prophet that I've listened to in the last two weeks has said, God is doing a new thing this year, okay? God is looking out for people. Things that have been stolen from you are going to be restored. Things that have been, you know, just removed from your life and attacked in your life, God is going to heal. And so I, I, I say that to kind of open the door for for the rest of the the guys to jump in here uh, because they're it's going to tie into some points I'm going to make later. But again, <clears throat> there's just it, speak up. 
And if you see it, don't be quiet. If you see someone being teased or harassed or bullied or picked on or whatever it may look like, and, and this stuff happens in the workplace too. So it's not just kids, you know, adults do these things too, you know, broken people do broken things. Um, and that's an unfortunate part of our society, especially here in the United States. Um, you know, our healthcare system leaves a lot to be desired, especially where mental health is concerned. And so it's incumbent upon us you know, if we're seeing stuff, speak up like Ethan did. Don't just sit idly by and say, oh, it's not my job. It's not my place. I don't want to get involved. Guess what? It is your job to get involved. Because one of the commandments says we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay, so how are you loving your neighbor by turning a blind eye? How are you loving your neighbor by ignoring the fact that somebody's getting the crap kicked out of them every day? You're not. You're not. All right, go. Somebody take it. Okay, Heath, you made a really interesting point. You said it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not because these things are real. And it reminded me of this quote by C.S. Lewis. He said, if you see ghosts, it doesn't help you to disbelieve in them because they are still there. So we see all these shadowy figures, all these ghosts of wickedness, and sometimes they're not ghosts. They're just manifested in flesh and blood. You know, maybe a demon has possessed a person and we see... Well, a little more than a ghost, a demonic figure acting in a human being. It doesn't help us to disbelieve in the wars going on between flesh and blood. It doesn't help us to disbelieve in God, where this present reality of spirituality is so very real. You know, these things can't just manifest on their own. It's so much deeper than our physical bodies. It goes back to the beginning when Eve and Adam ate the apple or whatever fruit it was. It goes back then. It goes back to Ephesians 6, Paul saying that our war is not against flesh and blood, but the principalities of darkness. It goes back to now, right now, when Ethan was saying saying his story, when he was sharing his testimony. We are deeper than this. You know, these thoughts come from somewhere is not our own why would we want to kill ourselves why would it be in our nature to do that to ourselves it has to be some kind of damned thought that's derived from hell would we think that of ourselves how could you think that of ourselves okay No, no, I'm going to jump in really quick. So, you know, we've talked on this show a bunch of times, and I think I even did a ministry moment about it. Um, But the fact of the matter is you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, God doesn't make mistakes. Now, yes, there may be times in your life where he didn't show up in a way that you wanted him to. Maybe you cried out and he allowed something to happen, but there was a reason for that. Okay, and we, we don't know why God does the things he does and why he does it. There is a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. And nine times out of 10, at least in my experience, those things that we've been through lead to a testimony that's going to turn around and help somebody else. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was going through some stuff and then I turn around on this show and I'm talking about the exact same thing I'd been wrestling with for the three days prior, you know? And so it's, it's, it, there is a reason. Okay. And if, if you're in a place where God didn't show up for you in a way that you wanted to, or God didn't answer a prayer, you've got to trust the fact that there is a reason for that because he knows better than we do. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. doesn't say anywhere in there he's going to tell you the plan. And trust me, that is so 
frustrating sometimes. I get it. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Um, but God, God has a plan. Okay. And there is a purpose for all this, but know that you are wonderfully made and God loves you. And I'm going to say that a couple more times before we end the show. God loves you in your brokenness, in that point of worthlessness, in the point of you knows deep in your biggest sin. God still loves you. God still cares about you. And there's nothing that you're going to do that's going to have him go, you know what? Forget you. I can't use you. You're not worth saving. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God I believe in. Okay. And that's not the God of this universe. So you need to hear these words coming out of my mouth. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you are loved by God. Michael, go. Let's talk about the voices that are attacking the almost heroes also, okay? Some of you right now are wondering, am I strong enough to run towards that fire? To run towards the person whose end is, whose end, we're looking at their end or their possible end is near? Yes, you are. Um I'm going to, I'm going to read something also right now. Uh, we've, we've already referred to it. Um, and, and let's be clear. The five of us want to offer you the offer of a lifetime during this episode, the lifetime, the lifetime offer. And we're talking about an infinity lifetime. We're talking about an eternal lifetime offer here, but I'm going to read, uh, something from, uh, King David, the psalmist, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. I'm going to pause right there. If we're talking about broken souls, um, souls are usually classified uh, with these attributes, a mind, will, and emotions. If you have broken emotions, if you have a broken mind, if you have broken the choosing thing, the will, right? The the thing that gives us choice. If, you, if those things are broken, I, I'm telling you, uh, Zannies ain't going to do it. Um, any other drug of choice ain't going to do it. Uh, it says here, and we've all experienced to some extent or the full extent of he restoring our soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sometimes in a healing environment, we realize we are smaller than we originally thought we were. And that's not a bad place to be. Um, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So we just referred to a place called the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, what's funny about this is this is an actual place in Israel, um, but but David is using this uh, hyperbolically. Um, he is referring to a few places in his life where death feels near, but it is a shadow. It's not. It's not real. Uh, the shadow is real. It's not real. And, and he's he's making a faith claim that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. Now, isn't that interesting? This is shepherd lingo. So these shepherds 
Shepherds had a rod and a staff. So imagine little Bo Peep lost her sheep. She's got a shepherd's staff. Well, these guys also had a rod. And the rod was used for a couple things. It was definitely used as a weapon. Uh, and, and the shepherding tool was used more as a scoop or a, an avoidance tool to, to make sure the sheep doesn't uh, lose it down the crevasse or down the cliff. And they do. Sheep are dumb. <laughs> they, yes. They yes, will they die off cliffs frequently. And so it is the shepherd's job to, as Lily has said in the past, to lead from behind. And and they're, they have a long staff and they have a long rod and they can ward off wolves and uh, lions and bears, especially in antiquity. The more animals, more wild animals run around. So uh, I will fear no evil for your are with me, your rod and your staff. They come for me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I'm going to touch on this. This is when the Bible gets uh, multidimensional in its language. This is when the Bible starts talking about um, a present reality in the physical uh, of protection and uh, God providing for us in, in many circumstances. But also he's hinting at a spiritual reality, which informs his beliefs and his confidence in who's got his back. And here's the thing. That is one of the cool thing about being a Christian is you do have a better understanding of courage and who's got your back and who strengthens you to get each other's back. And I'm telling you right now, listener, you can run towards that fire. You will be protected when you call on the name of the Lord. You will have angelic help and you are that hero. You might even get thanked by the fire department. Okay. This might be a little prophetic, but it happens frequently and step on in and 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 um the lord is uh preparing some of you to um be empowered by him to do the right thing um you anoint and here's here's why he anoints your head with oil and your cup overflows surely goodness and love will follow me so let's say you're running towards that fire that car fire that or that phone call where you're going to have to have the right words well, it says here that surely goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life. So in the Bible, Chris, is it not right that demons have kind of these negative words uh, or titles like a lying demon or uh, a spirit of lying, spirit of fear? Okay, Actually, actually, hold on, guys. I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Hey, um. So for those that are on the podcast, you're not able to see this, but actually this has been a really difficult thing for Ethan to partake in and and he is really struggling. And so I, while I feel like there's some power to seeing the emotion that he's going through because this has impacted him so deeply, I, I want to go ahead and release him from the show um, just to kind of let him step out and regroup, spend a few minutes with God and just, you know, find some peace and some comfort um ethan i love you um and i'm so proud of you for bringing light to this this issue and the situation and um you can go ahead and sign off now if you want bud okay bye guys bye bye ethan. Right, thank thanks, you buddy all right, guys. Sorry about that. Um, just wanted to he's been messaging so i just wanted to make sure that we uh gave him an opportunity to to take care of himself mentally as well. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it, Chris, go ahead. Let's see. Well, 
Well, Michael is just looking for a little amen there, I think. But if you want me to <laughs> or, keep going. Or a go. Or a full green light to go. Or, or a full green light. Okay, so there, the imagery, I just love the Lord. I love the word of God because it's so powerful. And, Michael, mm-hmm. you're talking about multidimensional, multilayer imagery of the word of God. It's alive. It, it really is. Okay, so we're talking about sheep. The Lord has been speaking to me about sheep. There's a lot of levels that we could go to there. Um, Okay, but it's a flock of sheep. Uh, It's not just when when there's one that goes away, we have permission to leave the 99 like God does and go after the one. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about these intrusive thoughts. I'm still thinking about hope versus despair. I'm thinking about myself. Even today, I was working with uh, six guys all framing a house. I'm on top of this house. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about things. I'm thinking about this episode. I'm thinking about the heaviness of it. And somewhere in there, there's intrusive thoughts. And one, here's a tool. Here's a tool, everybody. Check this out. Okay. This is a tool. Whenever the intrusive thoughts come and you think about giving up, you think about doing something crazy, Don't do anything different than you would normally do until you get back in the flock and speak it out loud and say, this is what I was dealing with. And people are going to, if you have people that know and love you, or even us, even us, you can reach out to the show and Heath will give you a way to do that later. But this is a little key because this, the, the deception and the intrusive thoughts are so intense these days. I love the Lord. I'm redeemed. I'm a son of the living God. I'm changed. I'm a child of light. I used to be in darkness. And even still, I get tempted to give up all the time. And I thought, I literally thought today, like Peter, like a few thoughts went through my mind and I'm like, but where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Okay. So the difference let me get back into the difference between hope and despair. Okay, so I felt like the Lord is speaking hope to me. Hope is an anchor that's going to pull us out. But I thought just right before we started this show, hope versus despair. So I'm like, okay, what's the definition of despair? The complete one definition online: the complete loss of the complete loss or absence of hope. And that's where I was. That's where I was when I was 17 years old. I, I thought that my hope was I'm going to find enough pleasure one day. I'm going to find a relationship. I'm going to find a suitcase full of money that I'm going to buy all the stuff that I think is going to make me happy. And it never satisfied me as I got more and more of those things. So there was, there was this lack of hope. Um, but what I have found, another tool it's more than a tool. It's a relationship with Jesus who knows, knows me and loves me and knows all of us intimately, knows literally the, the, our DNA, our, how many hairs are on our head and all this. But one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 16, It says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The path of life. The path of life. And, and I've been quoting that Psalm 1611 for years, but I've been leaving off part A. You will show me the path of life. But I have it like highlighted and, and uh, 
yeah, circled in, in my Bible now because it stood out to me today, the path of life. And it's not the paths of life. It's the straight right. and narrow path with Jesus and toward Jesus. There's that multidimensional again, the now and not yet. Jesus who desires to be with us and to walk with us and, and will never leave us. Uh, yet we're going toward this, this eternity, this fullness. Okay, but what are we going to? It's even in this verse, man. Um, in your presence is fullness of joy. So this now and not yet, this thing is, I don't know who coined that phrase. You guys are smarter than me probably know who, who coined the now and not yet. Actually, I think Pastor Todd said it in, in the book, but I say it all the he time. He didn't too. coin it. I know it, that, but I have no idea who. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, Todd Hudnall didn't. But he, but he mentioned <laughs> that phrase. He, he is a smart man, though, so he is a very smart oh, no, man. Though. No doubt. Yeah. Shout out, Pastor Todd. Um, fullness of joy. Okay. <laughs> if there's anything that we want, okay, so we're talking about hope. Hope is, the full, is like a fullness that fills in the void of despair, the lack of hope, uh, but also fullness of joy. Joy comes like from knowing purpose, from feeling like our life has meaning, which we talked about Jeremiah 29, 11. God knows the plans that he has for us, whether he fills us all in. No, he usually just gives us enough light for the next step because faith is powerful and without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so we trust that he's good and that he's leading us through the valleys over the mountaintops, but it's in his presence. Like worship, man, the, uh, it's not just a radiant church, but but the worship culture at Radiant Church, uh, kind of like David said, I, I'll be even more undignified than this. I'm just going to go after you. I don't care. I'm not a people pleaser. I want to please God. In those moments, I find myself weeping all the time, and it's tears of joy because I experience his presence. I experience his presence. And when I experience that, like, yes, I, Michael, I do feel smaller because I see myself in the light of God's immensity and like, and we say like Christianese words, like I exalt you, Lord, or I lift you up or, or I glorify you, I give you all the glory. And when we set our eyes on him, he, and we lift him up, he's already in the highest place. But when we lift him up in our own hearts, he brings us up with him. And so uh, that's another tool. Like worship is a tool yes. at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I've just experienced that. I, I, I'm so glad that eternity is going to be full of the presence of God and full of worship and full of intimacy. And there will be no hindrances. Uh, my arms ended up like, oh, from working and worshiping even on Sunday. And then we we're asked to, to raise our hands uh, at this last Sunday service about uh, if we wanted to be holy rebels, if we were committed to being holy rebels, rebelling against hell's evil agenda and partnering with God's pure agenda and his plan. And so that, that's, I'm, that's what I'm seeing. Uh, and there's other scriptures that I could talk about, but I think that's the one that the Lord wanted me to highlight. Psalm 1611, the path of life. Michael, what do you think about the path of life? Well, um, it just it, when I broke to you, it was saying, "Surely goodness and love." Will, this is Psalm twenty-three again. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, surely goodness and love will follow you 
when the Lord is leading you to uh, intercede um, on behalf of someone who is in, in need, um, goodness and love will follow you then. Goodness and love will follow you um, when you walk into your house, <laughs> when you exit your house, you, you know, um, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And and what's so amazing about this is <clears throat> David is having in this song, it's it's an epiphany of who is his God, who is his Lord and Shepherd, and the fruit thereof, even seeing into forever. And this is pre-Jesus. Um and so I just wanted to point that out. I, I, this is the kind of hope. Uh, this is the kind of path of life. Jesus did say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. <clears throat> you can't look death in the eye without another set of eyes right behind yours <laughs> who already did that for you. You can't be you can't be brave without him. Um, he's known as the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, and that's another one of his titles. That means that he's a lion. He's it, it, the very characteristics of him are put into such an animal. Um, there's a psalm called Psalm 91. Its its nickname is like the Warrior Psalm. Um, there's good reasons for that, but but the best reason is the fruit thereof. So if you really meditate, if you really soak in that scripture, one of the fruits that is going to show in your life is you're going to be the best person to be around in a firefight. You're going to be the best person to be around uh, when it's really stressful, um, really stressful. I even said firefight on purpose because, I mean, there's there's countless testimonies of miracles from soldiers. And we live in a we live in a military community. So we, we kind of hear the literature, we kind of hear these personal hand testimonies of guys in firefights, but then they have like, oh man, uh, Lord, tell my mom to pray for me. <laughs> mom gets a message and she starts praying for her sons in, in a firefight where their life is on the line. And uh, the mom's is more of a believer than the sons, but... God's got their back and their lives are not only spared, but they're witnessing uh, miracles of, of, and this is from a friend actually that her sons, but witnessing miracles such as bullets should have gone through them, but they didn't. And um, so, so we just, what gets me guys is this is our region. This is our Rocky mountain region. We're we're declaring bold things like being a voice of revival here. And so when this stuff happens, it this does really get to me in a way. Um I, I want I, I don't like that this stuff is happening in our uh neighborhoods. Um especially when Christians have and if they really believe it. They have a super weapon of massive inside strength, uh, foresight, cunningness. All of these things are realities. Um, discernment, being able to discern when someone is near this area in their life. Um, 
be able to discern good and evil, be able to discern uh, spirits. Okay, Chris, or uh, no, Lily. Actually, actually, before we jump to Lily, I, 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 I've been since we need to hit her for just a second here. I know you do. I know Sorry. you do. I know you do. But, but I, I want to, before I lose this again, because I've had this hit me three times now in this show already, Chris mentioned something a little bit ago about the fact that when you're often in these places where you struggle with mental health issues, you're struggling with suicide, you're down a path where you're connected with some kind of substance or some kind of something trying to replace of you know fill a void in you or to, to to mask the pain that you're feeling or whatever and and chris said something right you know hit the nail right on the the head with a hammer there that the only thing that's ever going to fill that void is jesus the only thing um so no matter what you're using to to numb the pain to dull your senses to cover up all the things to hide from it. Um, that's all it is. It's a temporary, an extremely temporary fix that's just causing more damage. And so, you know, the sooner that you can bring light to the darkness going on in your light, uh, because as soon as you bring light in, darkness can't prevail. Um, and you don't believe me, walk into a dark room, flip on a light switch, the darkness goes away, you know? Um, so I, I just wanted to, to point that out that, you know, if you're using those things, please don't um please reach out please get some help please uh fall to your knees and pray and ask for help um something but those those coping mechanisms you're using are doing you more damage in the long run and we care enough about you to say hey please stop all right lily go okay well there's just so many scriptures you all brought up that wow it really touched my heart those are some favorites of mine. Chris, you brought up hope and despair. Now that reminded me of one of my favorite Bible verses too. It's Romans 15, 13. And of course, as always, I'll go on and read that for you guys. Um, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may be abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I love that Paul says the God of hope. He's writing to the Greeks, and they have all these gods and goddesses and daemons, which are really demons. And, you know, they have a God of Zelos, steel, and God of lust or Aphrodite, you know, all these things. But he says, you believe in the God of hope. This word hope is elpis. Now, this word, it means confident expectation. And if you your mind goes where mine does, it reminds me of this worldly phrase we hear all too often that says, hope for the best and expect the worst. But that phrase contradicts itself. You know, how can you hope for the best and expect the worst when hope is expectation? You can't hope for both things and you can't expect for both things. We are not called to and non-believers aren't called to either. It only hurts you. It only makes you a cynic. And Lord, we don't want to be those. But um, also, oh, let's see. I'm trying to remember all the points you guys made. But Chris, you also talked about filling that void with other things, with Christ. And Michael, you touched on that subject too, about how Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. John 14, 6, I believe. Well, when one is suicidal, there's only really two things that are occurring. And here it is. You are so desperate for life and have found it nowhere on earth. So you look to death for an answer. Or perhaps you have lost all the will to live and pursue life and life abundantly. But here's the one thing Christ says in Matthew 16, 25. 
Let me find it. Got flip over here. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. So whether you are trying so hard to find life or you just want to lose your life and you're sick of it, you might as well lose it for God's sake. You might as well lose it for someone who's greater than you, greater than you can ever be, a greater purpose and a greater being. Because when you lose your life for his sake, you will find it. When you stop searching for life here on earth, you will find it in heaven. And also, Michael, you brought up Psalm 91. Now, I remember when, oh gosh, when I met Heath and Michael, I was in a real rough place. And what they did was tell, they told me to read Psalm 91 and to meditate it and let it fill my spirit. And I did. And there's this one verse in his verse two. It says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper, from the, the deadly pestilence. So David here, he calls the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Really, when you're dealing with these suicidal emotions, I get it. I get so much you don't have a refuge, right? You know, you are welcomed in the church. You're not welcomed in school. You're not welcomed at work or even in your own home by your own family. So you feel like you have no refuge and the only resort is death, losing your life. Well, when I sought to lose my life, God intervened. He said, if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. And I finally found it. I found it in him alone. He became a refuge and nothing, things still remain really gravelly. You know, it was very, it was very difficult to deal with. You know, I still didn't have much refuge in this earth. It took a while to just find anything on earth that I could enjoy, really. It really did. But that didn't matter because God was my refuge. And that's one thing that I had always lacked before, but now I had. And that was all I needed. It sounds cliche, God is all you need, but you guys both said that essentially it comes down to it. God is all you need. You don't need drugs. You don't need sex. You don't need pornography. And you may have all these soul ties to it. And you may feel like you have this codependency on it. You know, you can't be with yourself alone. So you have to get on your phone and you have to watch something you know you shouldn't. You can't be with yourself alone. So you have to make yourself unconscious by drugs. You can't be with yourself alone. So you have to have a one night stand. But that's that's not what you have to do. It really isn't. It so isn't. You need Christ. We're all searching through for Jesus. Even while we're looking after these things and pursuing them, you think you're searching for the opposite of Christ and you're going to everything but Christ. We're always searching for Jesus when we're looking for these things. Wow. I I love it when you're when you're in the zone because you always bring such power and so many amazing things. It's like, how do you top that now? Who wants to follow yeah, that? I just got so excited <laughs> to finally be able to talk, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love listening to you guys. You know that. I was just like, oh, I want to chime in. <laughs> 
yeah. All right. Uh, who, yeah. So who wants to follow that? Because it's it's not going to be me. Um, <laughs> I will. You will. I knew you okay. would. I knew you would. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's um, <clears throat> we were talking a lot about hopelessness, negative thoughts. One of the things that uh, Apostle Paul taught was keeping your thoughts on things above, not on things below or things beneath. Um, he talked about how we are seated in heavenly places currently. If you're born again, you actually have a new spiritual reality. You're actually uh, seated in heavenly places. And to keep your mind on that and, and to dwell on that, to dwell on to dwell on good things, to, to stay there on the good things. Sometimes it is a a muscle memory activity of and grabbing a friend and saying, can we run through positive things that we have done over our friendship? Can we, I forget what it's like to climb up this trail that I love. I forget it. I forget what it's like to drive really fast for the fun of it. I mean, good things. Now, I don't recommend you speeding because you're dealing with suicide. Um, but Heath and I actually just recently did an exercise like this, whether he knew it or not. Uh, we magnified the Lord as the Bible uh, talks about and teaches. That means we make our God bigger than our problems. And we put scripture all over our life. We look at our life story. We look at what scripture says about these things. And, and it's all good things. It's not like, oh, you know, I messed up and scripture says I'm a sinner. No, no, no. We're actually talking about like, Making God bigger and 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 putting yourself into his story and putting um, him into your story, putting purpose all over your life. Sorry, folks. What other text, the Bible, what other God can you do this with? You 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 can't. You can't put Krishna in, in your story. He's too isolated. You can't put um Buddha. Buddha's Buddha's dead. Uh, you can only do this with living lenses, active words, engaging relationships, okay? And through a discipleship relationship, Heath and I were were conquering and 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 covering new area in his life through the scripture. But we were magnifying the Lord. We we're making the scripture bigger and, and operating and, and over our lives. Just we, we believe that the Lord is over our lives. So his scripture will be over his his text, his words. So putting your putting yourself into Psalm 23, putting yourself into Psalm 91, putting putting yourself into when Jesus says, To follow me, you must take up your cross and die daily. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that coin. Same truth, flip side of that coin. You can look at that verse like this. You're reborn daily when you put on the cross and and you start serving others or 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 uh, or yeah self sacrifice right so so we talked about magnifying the lord i also want to talk about when the, when the presence of the holy spirit is in your was in your spirit infusing in your spirit things start changing better voices start happening your conscience is starting to get cleansed it might be painful but it is a process yeah so 
you know, that's one of the benefits we've talked about on the show a lot, guys, uh, a lot of things. Like I remember one of our early episodes that I actually prescribed, you know, Dr. Heath prescribing Psalm 91 twice a day. Um, and, and, you know, we've thrown that out as a scripture repeatedly through the show. We've, we've talked about um, the benefits of discipleship. And here's a real world example right there. Um, where going through some stuff in my life through discipleship, we were able to magnify God and, and glorify God and also minimize the stuff in my life. Um, and, help write my focus back to where it needed to be. And so there, there's a lot of principles that we've talked about. If you look past, you know, back through all of our episodes, all the ministry moments, all the things that we've put out to help um, not only spread the word of God, but to give our listeners tools and resources and things to help you overcome. Because again, the power of testimony, the power of what we're bringing with these personal experiences is designed um, and, and by the way, the show concept, the show idea was 100% Holy Spirit led and Holy Spirit given to us. And so this whole concept is designed, thank you, Lord, um, is designed to teach you things that God wants you to know um, through our unique flavor, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. And so we, <laughs> yeah, we... We, we are passionate about the things we talk about because we know how they impact our lives. And everybody sitting on your screen, for those watching um, and, and for those listening, all the voices you've heard today, we all have these personal experiences. We all have these amazing testimonies of how, you know, God has moved in our lives and done some amazing things. Like we can, we can give you firsthand knowledge of lives being saved. We can give you firsthand knowledge and experience of healings taking place. We can give you, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Like if you went back and you listened to Chris's testimony or Lily's testimony, those, the shows that were done there, um, there's power in those testimonies. Um, if you listened to, you know, episode uh, 105 that we did on, on mental health and suicide and how God healed me, um, there's power in that testimony. And Michael just brings power every show. So like, we don't need a special one episode for Michael. He just brings it every show. Um, but the point is, these skills and tools that that we're sharing with you are are there to help you. Um, and 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 we talk about it every show too about how we want to be a resource and how we want to you know how we love you. We don't even know who you are, who, where you're watching, where you're listening. We don't know any of that, but we just know that you're tuning in every week, that you're you're sharing your time with us and the Lord, and, and you're getting something out of it. And we're thankful for that. So Lily, I saw like she had a look in her eye, like she had something she needed to say. So bring I'm it, sorry. Lily. I accidentally evil smirk. Sorry. You, you did. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sure yeah. it was a good one though. It was subconscious. <laughs> well, Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about Christians or um, non-believers struggling with mental health. We've talked about having to fill that void with anyone but Jesus. Okay. We've talked about that. I'm fully aware, but we haven't really talked much about how Christians currently struggle. I know, Chris, you touched on that subject. You talked about how you have been having some trouble today. And guys, I'll just tell you, I had a lot of trouble yesterday yesterday and you all know this chris heath and michael i believe um yeah i had a lot of trouble yesterday i i could not get my head 
just together. I could not, and I was being so attacked with those intrusive thoughts from saying, you're not meant to speak about such things. You're not meant for this. How can you lead people when you can't lead yourself? All these accusations. And God interrupts, and he tells me, you need to get prayer. You need to get prayer. You need help. You need someone else to help you rebuke these Mm. things because you're drowning in it, and you need a helping hand. And I'm here for you, but you need prayer. So I went to Sean Blake, um, another advertisement for Valentine's Shoes. He's like the (laughs) owner of it, right? You're the owner's manager? Yes, Yes, he's the the owner. Well, I went for prayer to Sean Blake, and... Boy, I just immediately bursted into tears. I immediately bursted into tears. And all I could tell him was, I'm just so afraid of messing everything up that God has shown me. I don't want to be the thing that messes it up. He's shown me all these things about my life, all these things that he's going to have me do for him and for his kingdom. And he was like, Lily, these things are not on you. They're happening through you. That yesterday was one of those days when I was struggling with mental health and it was derived from spiritual health. And all these people come to mind immediately, all these people in the Bible that cried out to God. There's this awful stigma that says Christians don't struggle when really Jesus says, if the world hates you, well, remember it hated me first. And really, Jesus wept and David cried out to God. That's what half the Psalms are. Him lamenting and crying out to the Lord. Elijah, one of the greatest prophet in the Old Testament, in First uh, Kings 19, oh, verses 4 through 7. I'll go on and read that to you guys. It's his testimony of depression and suicide. And bear in mind, he had just spoken forth great things and done miracles through the Lord, but he was struggling with mental health, just like we do, just like I did yesterday and just like Chris apparently did today just like Keith has, just like Michael has at times, just like we all have. It says in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, that he himself went a day's journey and into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. Now, this is Elijah is talking about, of course. He requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father's. He was overcome with guilt and condemnation and all these false accusations like I was yesterday. He lay down and slept under a juniper tree and behold, there was an angel touching him and he said to him, arise and eat. Now, see that it's not just this provision for spiritual needs, but also material and physical needs too. You know, God didn't just give him joy. Of course he did. They also gave him food and rest for his body. How great is that? God knows you are a soul and a body. He knows that it's not just your spirit that needs provided for. So he sent an angel to Elijah with food. Verse 6, then he looked and behold, there was at his head a bread cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him. He touched him. The angel of the Lord wasn't afraid to touch this man who felt dirty and condemned and like he was on his way to hell. The angel of the Lord was pure, but he wasn't afraid to touch this filth because God had enabled him to do so. Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. Sometimes we feel like the journey is too great for us. I sure did yesterday. 
I sure did yesterday. I said, Sean, I just don't want to mess anything up. And I just can't imagine not messing anything up. It came to that point. But God touched me. God touched me and he wasn't afraid to, even though I was filthy and even though I felt so condemned. He wasn't afraid to touch me, though he is so clean and pure. And when he touched me, it wasn't he who got dirty, but I who became clean. So oh, Christian, that's too. awesome. Christian struggle too, but the angel of the Lord provides for us. Right. Well, and you know, you mentioned in the Bible, there, there is another story that most people probably actually know about suicide. Um, and, and I think that we would be remiss to not briefly just touch on this really quick. You know, the greatest example I can think of is Judas. You know, he was one of Jesus's apostles. Okay. Um, he was one of Jesus's closest friends. And yet Judas betrayed Jesus and he was so racked with despair and guilt um, after betraying Jesus um, it, it, instead of recognizing the fact that, you know, he had a part to play and Jesus knew he was going to play that part. And instead of recognizing that he could, instead of carry all this guilt and all this pain, all this shame, all this despair, he could turn to God and say, please forgive me. And God would have. How do you have asked? But instead of asking, he in turn committed suicide. And so, you know, there there is a, a difference in the testimonies that you've heard in these shows. And that is the fact that there was a boldness or at least that last ditch effort to not be overcome by the thoughts in our head, not be overcome by the, the guilt and the shame and the condemnation we've placed upon ourselves or we've allowed the enemy to speak into our ears. We had the courage to say, please help me somebody. Okay. And so if you take nothing else away from this episode, nothing else, please hear these words, ask for help. Okay. There is so much power, so much release in just saying, I cannot do it on my own. I need your help. Please help me. Okay. And if you don't have a safe space, you don't have a place you feel like you can talk to, you don't have a counselor, a teacher, a coworker, a parent, a friend, whatever, please write us at the show, prayer at rmrr.live. Please reach out. Okay. I check this thing all the time. Um, if you're in the United States, call or text 988. That is the National Suicide Hotline quick number. Okay. It only works in the United States. All of our out of USA listeners, I'm going to post some links down below for some resources for help there. But please, please, please hear me. Reach out. Speak up. Okay. The burden is not yours to carry alone. There are others that will come alongside you and help you carry that cross. Mike. Chris. No. Chris. No. Chris. Mm. Friendship. Yes. Friendship is so powerful. Oh, I think about Ethan and his friendship. First of all, the heart that God has placed in Ethan. That, that friendship. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And again, it's Jesus. Jesus is, is typified in all these different, uh, all, all these different symbols and, uh, paths and light and all this, but this is another one. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother, but there's Jesus with skin on. 
And if you don't have friends, there is a church. Not every church is the same. There's different flavors, but find a church. Just saying. (laughs) What's that? What can say it again? Really spicy. Spicy. (laughs) Some are really some are really spicy. Yeah, Uh, but the the friendship the friendship thing we we've talked about saying things out loud. Uh, We've talked about asking for help, asking for prayer. None of us. And let's see, Lily, you were just talking. Thank you for sharing what you did, Lily, about your need for prayer. Uh, None of us is above that. And I find it interesting because when Ethan, when I first heard this story, uh, I think it was at at the Tuesday night roar meeting, worship and prayer meeting, um, Ethan was feeling better, but he still, he was feeling like, what if I can't? be what I need to be or what if she doesn't reach out to me and, and it actually the same the Holy Spirit told me the same thing to tell him and that's you are not Jesus you're you're not, uh, basically I just said take the pressure off yourself you are not the savior the savior can speak through somebody else if she cuts you off that relationship if there's hurt feelings there um but I, so I'm 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 seeing that highlighted again like Yes, Jesus is in us if, if, if we're born again. His power is in us and we can reach out. Um, but ultimately, these things are not up to us. But prayer is incredible. Agreement is incredible. Even if you don't really know the Lord, wherever you're at with the Lord, getting that prayer, getting that agreement. His presence is there when we go to the throne room boldly, not because of us, but when two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in our midst. Um, and, and it's powerful. And that's the thing that breaks. Like, uh, yesterday, there, there was mental, you know, m- mental loops that I was going through, uh, outside influences, uh, for sure, spiritual battles. And it happens all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah. Well, and really quick too, we didn't, we didn't address this earlier. I don't think we were talking about the Ethan story arc with this and and just to, to bring in some more closure. Yes, she's alive. Yes. She actually um, came back to school a couple of days later. She did block him initially, but apparently that was to her mother's direction that she had her block, you know, just all kinds of people uh, from communication. And so Ethan took that very personally, but she, when she did come back to school, she did reach out to Ethan. They did have a conversation. She did actually thank him for interceding on her behalf. Um, And and I know this particular conversation, guys, we could probably talk on for another couple hours about this, but I want to be mindful of showtimes. So I kind of want to start getting us into a let's wrap it up kind of a mindset. So I'm going to go around the the group here and kind of get some final thoughts. Um, Let's start with uh, ladies first. So Lily. Oh, cool. Lady. Well, that narrows it down really easily. <laughs> uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know about that. Michael, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, a hot minute ago, you talked about Judas. And I've said this uh, quite a few times. You know, Judas and Peter both denied Christ. Peter did it three times in just a 
matter of like an hour. But the only difference between Judas and Peter is repentance. It's not that one took his life and the other didn't. It's really not because that guilt would have condemned Peter to a point of death, but he repented. He repented. So when, oh gosh, when we are feeling so guilty and condemned, we do not enact our own punishment. We do not think that God feels the same way about us. He doesn't. He is ready for us to repent. I am confident that if Judas ran to the feet of Christ and said, Lord, Lord, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I thought your life was worth what a month's wage. I'm so sorry that I was always plotting against you. I'm so sorry for the spirit of the enemy that I let come upon me. I know that even if it was Christ's last words, he would have said, son, you are forgiven. Why? Because he said, daughter, you are forgiven to me and I am no better than Judas. And another, oh goodness, what else was I going to say? John 15, 13. Chris, you spoke beautifully about friendship just a moment ago. Well, John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, than one who lays his life down for his friends. You may be suicidal. You may want to die. You don't have to, though, because God did that for you. You don't have to die. You don't have to take your life or have it stripped from you because God already did that, so you don't have to. You may feel lonely and like you have no friends. Well, Christ, Christ calls you his friend, and there is no greater friend And there is no greater love on earth or heaven than his. And that's really my final thought. Christ died so you don't have to. Amen. Chris, what are your final thoughts? My final thought is Hebrews 10, 25, because community and uh, the power, the power there. Uh, This is actually from the Berean Standard Bible. Let us not neglect meeting together as some have made a habit, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We need to get together. We need to encourage one another. We need to be, if we're looking for a friend to share stuff with and we can't find that friend, be that friend to someone else who's looking for that friend. There you go. Amen. Amen. All right. And Michael, why don't you give us your final thoughts? And then um, do you want to lead us out in prayer today? Yeah. And, and um, just a preface for that. Um, we're going to, the ministers here, which is all four of us are going to uh, seriously listen to the Holy spirit as we do pray. And it will be open for uh, words of anything that the spirit would have us say, but I'm going to start off in the book of Jude. This is a man who is James's older or little brother. I'm not entirely sure, but Jesus's little brother along with James. He gets to a point in the, in his quick short letter, right by the book of revelation. He gets into a knowledge about um, an argument that Satan and Michael, the archangel had about Moses's body. There's one thing that he says that is very interesting. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Um, Jude's point is this about that statement. Um, 
But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. What's so interesting about that is that's in Moses's time or end of time. He's They're arguing about his destination there, which is terrifying thought. But But what's great is that Michael's there. And what Michael says is, the Lord rebuke you. I'm going to go to now Zechariah 3. Um, this is a, a reality, a vision of, let's see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan. So now Satan's back in the scene. But now it's the angel of the Lord, not Michael, standing at his right hand. I'm sorry, standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Okay, the common quote is the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Why is that important? Well, because you have authority and power in Jesus' name to ward off anything that's coming at you from Satan or his, you know, his minions. Well, so so here's here's where yes, Axel, absolutely. Here's where I'm going with this. Before Zechariah's time was Moses's time. Michael must be aware of the eternal nature of God's word. Not only the eternal nature of God's word, but to pinpoint on what exactly God's word we're talking we're talking about redemption. We're talking about Jesus before stepping into time using the gospel against Satan. And he must be allowed to do this. He must be allowed to use this eternal uh, super weapon against the enemy who would crush us if he could. But the Holy Spirit holds him back. Okay. The, the four, the spirit, the angels at the four winds, they, they hold back the, the winds. I mean, it, that's a revelation picture, uh, maybe a slaughter of it. But here's what here's what I'm getting at. I want to show you the eternal nature and the outside nature of the word of God, especially a rebuke against the person who would dare put negative thoughts, suicidal thoughts, the spirit of suicide on your mind, on your heart, depress you. Here's an eternal word to you, listener, and listen. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Get off them now. If you hear our voice, listener, cling on to this. Michael the archangel said it. Jesus himself said it to Satan. And when Jesus was on the cross, he said something even better. It is finished. Okay? Which means the rebuking has taken place. The victory is won. You have a clear path to clear thoughts, let alone a clearing and cleansed life. Okay, so we're going to enter into prayer. And the word, the word of the Lord and the Lord himself is going to minister to you, listener. I, I highly recommend if you hear the word of the Lord, do not be, do, don't, don't miss it. Like, 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 the, like the Israelites in the day of rebellion. Now, I might have butchered that one too. But what that, the point of that one is, it, listen for God's 
salvation. Listen for his voice. Don't harden your heart. There it is. Don't harden your heart as in the days of the rebellion. Okay. And uh, Chris, I'm going to have you start off. Mm, start off with prayer. Yeah. yeah. Or, or go into words. Mm. It's going to be both. Okay. Amen. Today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. Oh, we talked about rebellion. Heavenly Father, we do not want to be rebellious against you. That is counted as witchcraft and control. We want to be found softening. Lord, I pray that your, your tender mercies, Lord, your word says it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. It's your kindness that causes us to turn toward you to turn from all these things that the enemy is trying to bring us down. But you are saying, come up here. You're saying, come up here. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would reach down into the hearts, into the lives, into the souls. Uh, show yourself strong in the lives of the people listening right now. And I pray that you would pull them out of the darkness, out of the muck and mire, as it were, and pull them up into your light, Lord God. I believe that you are reaching people right now. Yes. I just I speak the light of Christ. I break off the power of the enemy. I break off the lies of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. These lies are broken in the name of Jesus. These lies are broken. And I speak truth and I speak purpose over everyone who's listening to my voice. There is purpose. There is fullness. God made you and loves you. And he's called you for a purpose to pull other people out of this muck and mire. So I empower you with the Holy Spirit through the authority of Jesus Christ as an ambassador. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would make these people new. Make us new, Lord God. You continue to make us new as we take up, like, like Mike, Michael was saying earlier, that every day that we take up our cross, we are turning from ourselves and we're turning to you, Lord God. We want less of us. We want more of you. And so this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for everyone listening to say less of me. God, I know what happens when I am in control, when I try to manipulate, when I try to control, when I try to steal, when I try to gain, when I try to force others to do things for me. I know what happens, Lord. I get more empty. And so I give you, I give you control. You are the master. You are the Lord of life. I give you control. We give you control. We give you control of, of uh, this broadcast. We give you control over the revival that you're pouring out, God. We thank you, Lord, that, that it is done. And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth like water covers the seas. And even if we have to wait for it, it will come at its appointed time. And we want to be a part, Lord. We want to be a part of what you're doing. We want less of us and more of you. In Jesus' mighty name. Wow. That was Lily. incredible. What do you got, Lily? Lily? You, yeah, you have a word, Lily. Yeah, so the Lord says, when you people go out to your workplace, to your school, 
to the streets and you hear everybody saying their opinions. You hear people say the world will end tomorrow or it'll last a thousand years. You hear people say never to trust anyone or to follow after me and trust only in me. And people make themselves gods and people fall. You hear people say all these things, but you don't believe them, do you? You don't. You don't believe everything everyone says because people contradict themselves a whole lot and it's not even possible to do that. But God says, why do you believe every thought that comes into your mind? Why do you let yourself be accused? All these thoughts we've talked about, intrusive thoughts, all these thoughts that pour into your head, you don't have to accept them. Why would you believe everything that the accuser, Satan, that is what that word means. That word is satanus. It is defined by one word, it's accuser. Why would you believe everything the accuser says against you? When he hasn't even created you, he doesn't even know you. He just knows the places where you stumbled and he has this record of wrongs against you. But I took that away from him. You don't have to believe every thought that wages war in your spirit. You don't have to pick up arms. Sometimes you can let me fight for you. You don't have to follow after all these horrible thoughts about yourselves and about others. You can believe my truth. You can. So why wouldn't you? Why would you believe all these lies? That is why I heard God say in that moment. And I believe if it's for many people, maybe it's for every listener, maybe it's for one, and maybe it's just something I need to hear. But we are not meant to accept every thought that pounds the walls of our head. Thank God we aren't. Because I know there's some thoughts that are just so awful and they try to intrude my mind but thank god i don't have to accept them i don't have to accept them why god has given me and god has given you too the power to walk away to say no to say these do not define me this is not me anymore maybe that was me maybe i did need to be snatched out of the fire i have a new brand now Just like Michael said about Zachariah and Jude, I have a new brand now. I have new robes and a new name, a new label, and a turban to adorn my mind and to keep all those nasty thoughts out of it. So, oh my goodness, dear Lord, I pray over everyone listening, give them the new turban, give them a new name. Call them by a new phrase. They are no longer a failure. They are no longer hated or hateful. They are not unloved and they are not wrath. That is not your name. Her name is God-given and he does not call you those things. You are made new in Jesus' name. Do not be accused. Do not be condemned. The Lord rebukes Satan. You know what he already did. In Matthew 4, when Satan was accusing Christ of all these things, you're the son of God. Why don't you save yourself? Why don't you do this? When Satan was mocking God, you know what? The Lord rebuked Satan in that moment. He said, be gone, Satan. In Matthew 4, you can test me on that. Matthew 4, the Lord already rebuked Satan. He does not have any power to accuse you anymore. And you have a new name. All right. Yeah. In Jesus name, I pray all these things over people. Let them 
pour into the hearts of all our listeners. Amen. Amen. All right, Michael, you got a final final prayer before I uh, do something a little different on the show this time? Yes. Hey, Lawrence. Yeah, the Lord's talking to you, Lawrence. Go to church. Pick the best one. Go to church. He's going to bless you in it. Millie. Hey, Millie, that's you, Millie. <laughs> I do love you. I'm better than you think, he says to you. I'm better than you think. Michael, not me. Michael, good job. I know your hard work, he says to you. The Lord says to you. And so God, oh God, and you know, <laughs> Lord, let those words land on those individuals. And let that be a defining moment in their life where the Lord did speak to him and them over the air over 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 the youtube over the podcast whatever country they may be listening from and we declare peace peace that passes all misunderstandings all understandings peace that's that the lord said he never gives as the world gives there's no caveat there's no there's no catch. Peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Jesus, for blanketing this show with peace, presence, and power, intervening, yoke destroying, demons getting out of these people's bodies, power. In the mighty name of Jesus. And since some of you are now are manifesting. Suicide and lying spirits get out now in Jesus' name. Yes. You're found out. These words were not a mistake. We know you're there. Be free in Jesus' name and up and out. Out of your mouth and into the abyss now by the blood and in his name. A blood that never coagulates on the mercy seat currently in heaven now. That is an argument, a living argument against death. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, oh, lead these people to write in. Lead these people to get a hold of us. Um, uh, to follow up with the deliverance ministry. Guys, if you were feeling weird at that at that point, um, call us. If you're in the U.S., um, reach out to a local church that can continue praying for you, interceding for you, and delivering prayer for you. Um, and and in, and in Rocky Mountain Revival Radio's um, best attempts, we are currently building our infrastructure so we could better serve our listeners. But that is our best advice right now, Lord, so we thank you for how you're going to provide. We, we in faith... We trust these things to you because you're you're doing this thing, you're you're doing this movement here. And these things we do say in agreement. Amen. 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 Y'all, there's some more words of knowledge that God desires to speak over some very specific listeners. Um, 
Robert, you need to forgive your family and become a part of God's family. Brianna, you need to leave your sacrifice at the altar and stop holding on to the law and the spirit of religion. You know that there's grievances you have against your brothers and sisters, and you cannot rightly sacrifice to God and rejoice in His presence. When you still have that record of wrongs, you can't love God if you don't love your neighbor, and you can't love if you have a record of wrongs. So I encourage you to pursue peace and reconciliation. If not, that relationship actually being mended, at least reconcile your own emotions and your own grievance against your brother and sister. And that's what God told me to add on. Oh, Ashley, I'm sorry, Linda. <laughs> uh, there's a Linda listening. Uh, God sees your vocational work and worship to Him. You are working a job and you feel underappreciated and you feel unseen while well, God's looking right at you right now because He's speaking to me. So you must be important to for Him to randomly bring up a stranger's name um, to me. But um, you are doing so great. You belong in this minimum wage job. Oh, I'm sorry, you're working a couple of minimum wage jobs and you belong in each one and you are a light to everyone you encounter, whether you talk about Jesus or not, but often you do pray for them and God thanks you for that. So just calling a few of you guys out. I, I would love to know you. I would love to know you. Uh, email me, please. <laughs> So, because Lily doesn't have it memorized yet, it's going to be co-host.lily at waymaker.rmrr.live. You guys remember, I am the technologically challenged one. So thank you, Keith. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Should have known. We should have known. We should have known. Hey, you know, for those for those that are listening on the podcast, I think that you're kind of missing out by not viewing the show actually and being able to see the Holy Spirit actually move through us um, as, as we're going through prayer time and as we're getting these words. Um, it's just actually kind of a neat thing to be a part of and just see that, you know, the Holy Spirit touches us in some way and gives us a word or just confirms a word that's being spoken. And I, and I want to be bold enough to confirm that the words that Michael gave, the words that Lily gave, uh, I very much have the Holy Spirit team on and so i can confirm that yes if your name was called um please heed the warning um please listen to what was spoken um and act in faith and what god is is has told you here uh chris i saw you just kind of basking in some glory there too did you have any final thoughts before we uh before we start to head out the show no i am anticipating what the lord put on your heart to do next okay all right so this this is something, and, and thank you, Lord, because I'm, I'm getting the confirmation we're supposed to do this again. This is something that the Lord put on my heart a couple days ago that actually, as the owner of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and as the host of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio, I feel like I've done you listeners a disservice by not doing this sooner. So my apologies for that. Um, the only thing I can do is make up for it now. And so I don't, uh, I've made it a policy with both Waymaker and Rocky Mountain Revival that we will not close out a show without giving you an opportunity to get to know Jesus. 
Um, and so again, God has just placed this heavy on my heart. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can. It's not too late. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter how deep you are in sin. It doesn't matter what you've got going on. You can have that relationship. And I want to give you that opportunity today. Actually, we would like to give you that opportunity today. Um, so if today's the day, today's the day you decided that I can't do this on my own anymore. I need, I need something more. I need some help. Um, you want to get right with God. We're going to pray this prayer with you. Um, and so I'm going to ask that, that all of us here, as I pray this out, that we pray this as a group with you. So you're not praying it alone. Um, we're all doing it together. So if everybody would just bow your, bow your head and close your eyes and repeat after me. Say, dear God. Dear God. Dear God. I, I know that I have sinned. I know that I've I sinned. I know that I have sinned. But I believe. I believe. I believe. That Jesus died in my place. Jesus, Jesus died, died in my place. And God, and God, and God, you raised him from the dead. You raised, raised him, him from the dead. The dead. So Jesus, so, so Jesus, Jesus, I confess, I confess that you are Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. Please be Lord of my life. Please be Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash, Wash away my sin. sin. And give me the power to follow you. Give me the, the power, power to follow you. Follow you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you said that simple prayer, we believe that you were born again. And we want to share in this with you. And so if you would like to write us at prayer at rmrr.live, uh, we would be happy to celebrate this moment with you, welcome you into the family. Um, and, and just so that you don't get sidetracked, I'm going to recommend a next step that you've heard me probably say every episode that you've tuned in, that the next step after that um, is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church. Um, share the fact with them that you accepted Christ today as your Lord and Savior, that you became a part of this family and you secured, secured, excuse me, your spot. <laughs> that was a tongue order, right? Uh, you secured your spot in eternity uh, to be in his presence. Um, and we are just so happy for you if you made that decision. So I, I can't wait to hear from you. With that, I want to give you one more reminder before we go ahead and head through the uh, uh, closing housekeeping announcements. I just wanted to remind you today that, you know, God hears you. God knows you. That anything, and I do mean anything, is possible with God. God cares about you. When you can't, He can. God can heal what you're hiding God can heal what you're struggling with. God is with you. Even right now, he's with you. He's got you. Trust in him. God loved you at your darkest. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He's never left you. He's not going to forsake you. And I said it before and I'll say it again. God loves you. And with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. I want to thank Chris and Lily uh, Ethan and Michael for joining us for this episode. Um, I cannot tell you how many times the show the Holy Spirit touched me, and I hope he did you as well. Um, and as a reminder, if you like today's show, the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, and loved ones, co-workers, whoever, because sharing is caring. So share out the show. Um, remember to check out 
rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Please like, subscribe to the show's YouTube and Rumble pages, whichever one you're watching on. Follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Truth, you know, all the things. It's, it's on the site. Podcasts are available. And again, all of our podcast listeners across the globe, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. And, of course, if you feel led to donate to the show, there are links to do so on the website. Down below, for those watching on your screen, all donations are going to go to supporting uh, Redemption Squad and helping us to build up the show with hosting fees, software, equipment, all the things that we need to help uh, better spread God's message to you. And as I said before, I'll say it again. Remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Thank you very much for joining us. We love you. Have a great week and be blessed. Good night, Brussels. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.